bows and bow ties. Sorry, I'm in a really weird spot. So anyway, I'm just waiting. I have about 20 minutes-ish. So, you know, I always think about all the people who yap, including myself, but not really, but kind of. You know, we have a lot of black yappers. We like to yip yap out here in podcast land, on television, whatever. And so what happens is I find that when we have a bunch of black yappers, um, we start to fall into this whole like group think mentality. My old um, name before I switched over was the loud thinker. And I used to always have a tagline that said um, I was free from group think, right? Because I never liked to call myself a free thinker. A free thinker, um, if I remember correctly, is uh, I would say more synonymous with one who rejects religious notions, that type of thing, right? So by definition, I would not be a free thinker. But I would say that I am free from groupthink. So anyway, I find that a lot of these 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 yappers, they get on here and they yip-yap. And I don't feel like it's very inclusive at all. Because if you belong to the one group, I find like we got a lot of super black people. They're like super like blackity black black. They're like, I will only talk... I will talk only, sorry, that was a misplaced modifier. I shouldn't say I will only talk. It's I will talk only to um, black people, black friends, black, 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 black. And I get it. But it's like they're looking for only one type of black person, right? And so if you don't fit into this mode where you're constantly walking around with your fist and, you know, maybe have a, a pick with a fist on it and, and you, you know, you don't smell like incense or something and you're not black enough. Um, I find that sometimes we exclude people based on the fact that they're biracial. Now, let me just say this. I feel like this. I do not believe that biracial people are the same as black people as far as race, even though I think race is a bunch of BS. It's a construct. But if we're going by what society largely holds as a, a um, way of distinguishing people, we can use race. So I do believe biracial people are not the same as black people, right? If you have a black parent. However, I don't believe that also we can tell somebody that if they are, if they have a black parent that they can't um, claim blackness, right? It's, it's a real nuanced thing and I'm still working it out in my own mind. But what happens is I feel like we get like these very super black people. They're like the super blacks, like the blackity black blacks. And so what happens is it's like they want one type of black person who's always down for the struggle. And I'm like, I don't want to struggle. I don't. I don't want to struggle, okay? I just want to make this clear. So, I wonder if I can like my own video. Can I do that? How do you do that? I guess I can't. Anyway, so moving on. So, I feel like there's no room for black people who've had other experiences, okay? So, for example, if you didn't grow up, you know, on Skid Row, or if you didn't grow up um, I don't know, chewing on 
crack nuggets or something, then it's like you're not down with the experience. Now, I exaggerate, right? It's almost as if like the black experience has to be synonymous with struggle, pain, destitution, etc. Now, I, I know I made some gross like like exaggerations and, and that type of thing, stereotypes, but it was more so that I could make a point where it's kind of like, what about those black people who did not grow up in an austere environment, but um, yeah, they know they're black and maybe they didn't have um, the, the, the experience that maybe the person who grew up in an urban environment had, but does that make them any less black? Let me say this. Oftentimes, is there a little bit of delusion? Sure. But not, not, uh, let me rephrase, let me recant that. I don't know. I don't even know if I would say um, delusion. I can't say for certain. What I will say is when you have black people who did not grow up um, destitute or anything like that, they have a different collection of experiences. And I would venture to say that they've experienced their own form of racism, classism, et cetera, right? So even if they have access to um, extremes amount of wealth and disposable income, I would say that I'm sure that there were times they were challenged, like their money still wasn't even good enough. Now, that's not to say that they had the same experience being black, right? So, um, they they didn't have to, I would say for them, maybe they didn't experience the classism portion, but they still experienced some forms of racism. And But anyway, getting back to the black yappers, I feel like when people get out here on, on you know, on these, these platforms, it, there's almost, I just, it, I, I feel like sometimes it can be really, I don't know, I don't want to say exclusive but exclusive, like you can't possibly know what it's like, like your black experience just doesn't even count. So I feel, okay. So moving forward, I would say like the diversity within the black yappers. Now, granted, I don't know, obviously all of the different yappers out there, but what happens is you'll get people out there who, um, for, let me just, okay, let me back up for a second. For example, um, there's this assumption that all or, or, or that um, black people in general are just going to be democratic, which largely is true. But if you step outside of that, for example, I am a registered independent. OK, and so already people will say things like, oh, you don't care about your people and all this other stuff. I'm like, stop it. I'm like. If you want people to hear you, what you don't do is discard what it is that someone believes or something like right off the bat without having a conversation. For those who are extremely conservative, right? Like this, people don't want to hear what they have to say. They believe there is no merit. And so what happens is you'll get people who are overly liberal, actually, and they too experience, um, they can be just as toxic. I think they leave people out. I think um, they become super liberal. You've got those who are the super black who might be on a super conservative side. I guess I'm just kind of like a mess, making a mess of this explanation. Let me see if I can try to bring this back. Ultimately, I feel like if 
you are advocating for black people if you're trying to, to maybe uphold positive virtues within the community there's room for only one type of black person and that's like the super black you had to have a particular type of experience and if you've experienced something where maybe you didn't grow up in an austere environment but you have your experience and maybe it seems like a soft experience but it's theirs what happens is it's like your opinions don't count you know what i mean and i'm sitting there thinking like you should want to talk to that person that person has a collection of experiences that will um, open your eyes. They will show you how to maneuver in environments and network and all that kind of stuff and learn the nuances of things that you haven't been exposed to. But we always discount people. So there's no room for diversity of thought. You're either an Uncle Tom well, a lot of like super, super, um, like the super um, conservative blacks, they do kind of give off like Clarence Thomas vibes. Like they really do. Or you're like a super intolerant liberal type. That's right. So if you don't agree on like the extremes, it's kind of like your blackness doesn't count. I would say liberal types can be a hot mess because what happens is they want to include everything in the, the, the black struggle too. And I'm like, no, not everything should be included in the black struggle. But then you have the super conservatives who are like, if your experience isn't like this and you're clearly not part of like you don't care about the community at all. So I, I just feel like what happens is we have these yappers out here just yipping and yapping and they get into these weird echo chambers of the same type of people. There is no room for diversity of thought. We get into these echo chambers. That's why you have the black manosphere. That's why you have the angry woman sphere, right? You get into these echo chambers where everybody's saying the same thing. There's no room for diversity of thought. There's no room for you know what? I'll give you, I'll tell you what. I'm in a weird place. I've got a few more minutes. I'm in a weird place, right? Because one of the things is, um, and I have to be mindful of the types of things I speak about. I am a married woman, so I wouldn't deep dive on the struggle of being single, right? I wouldn't have those conversations. But anytime I talk about relationships or something like that, I'm kind of almost deemed as a pick me. And I was sitting there thinking like, as much as I talk about black dudes, like y'all think I'm a pick me. Now there are certain values I do hold, right? I do believe that you can't, you can have leaders in the home, but there still could be only one head. You can't have two heads, right? And so people will, will think that like, oh, she's just one of those. I'm like, well, actually, no. I do believe women need to have agency in themselves. But what happens is when you're talking to the angry women's fear, or if you listen to them, they will they will treat you as if like, or they will deem you as if like you're like a pick me or something. Now, I haven't heard that said to my face, but it's kind of like been said by some other people like, oh, you're going to be considered so-and-so. You know, I think about those types of things. Um, I didn't have like the best childhood, but I had a great, well, sometimes I had a good childhood. I mean, there, there was all kinds of dysfunction in my family too, but um, I grew up in all kinds of environments. I grew up in um, 
predominantly white environments. At one point I lived in the city, but not very long. Um, but I don't have um, a hood experience. I don't know what it's like growing up having to sell my body just to eat or I, I don't I don't have that experience. Um, I grew up in the suburbs almost all of my life. So oftentimes, depending on who you're talking to, they're like, oh, you're so different. You're so different. I'm like, well, no, I'm not different. Right. As far as I still identify as a black woman. I think what happens is when you are, it's like you almost have to be super black. You have to be super black if you want to be a yapper. I think that's what it is. And I'm just kind of like, we have to make room for other thoughts. We don't want to become so singularly myopic. Well, I feel like that's a, I said the same thing, singularly and myopic. It's kind of like it has a nuanced similarity. But you don't want to be so myopic and so dogmatic where you're so fixed in your beliefs so fixed in your thoughts that there's no room for anything else. That's what's going on. Anyway, I just feel like black yappers are basically not inclusive. It's not, you can't, you have to have like a certain experience or look a certain way. Like I'm telling you, like there's times when people are talking, I'm like, no, I don't agree with that. For example, people get upset with me when I say things like, um, Multiple things can be true at the same time. Yes, there were isms put in place to harm the community. There are things in place right now that harm the community, right? But what I will also say is the community does engage in learned helplessness. It's kind of like the caged bird. If they've been caged for so long, when you open the cage door, they won't fly out, right? So people get upset. Well, why do you think that's there? I'm like, yelling solves no problem. I'm like, there are reasons why it's there, but it doesn't mean it's any less true that we do practice learned helplessness. Some of these problems we do bring upon ourselves. And when you say things like that, people look at you sideways because it's like we couldn't possibly be um, held accountable for our own actions, too. I always tell people, look, you know, I'm sick and tired of people using racism as a crutch. We know it's there. It's not going away. America is all kinds of jacked up. Not just America, but, you know, the world is messed up. But it doesn't mean that you can't rise above. It doesn't mean that you can't succeed. And I'm not talking about the edge cases that are in just such bad dire straits. I'm talking about the person who has somehow managed to come across a smartphone but won't use it to look up information for good or take advantage of free classes or whatever, right? And I do understand environmental factors do play a factor, but what, what I am saying is the community as a whole has engaged into this whacked out weirdo groupthink. And so the learned helplessness is real. I'm, I, hey, I'm just saying. Don't get mad at me. Okay, at least the sun has kind of disappeared. I, I need to come out of these sunglasses now. But anyway, I just wanted to just like drop that little nugget. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Maybe I'm just on an island by myself. I've been on an island by myself lately anyway because I've been telling some of these people at work some of the craziness that they're doing. And then, like, weeks later, suddenly people are like, oh, we should do X. And they think it's like a novel idea. I'm like, well, what happened when I said it like five million times and it's documented? But anyway, I definitely feel like I'm on an island with, like, um, the blackity black black yappers. Because the fact of the matter is I don't want to hate black men. I don't want to hate black women. But like I said, you got these black yappers who are not 
inclusive. They don't want to include a diversity of thought. And that's what happens. What happens is they create these massive groups of people engaged in group think, and they can't think for themselves. They can't engage in any sort of extemporaneous speaking at all. And then, then what happens is because they're in this weirdo group think culture, it leads to these whacked out weirdo manifestos that we're seeing online. Now, they may not call it a manifesto, but it, it, it's a manifesto. Especially when you're calling for the extermination of, you know, people like me. But all right, I need to go drive to the other side of this uh, building and my son should be coming out in about eight minutes. So, um, yeah, I had to come to the side because for some reason I said I couldn't get a signal. Let me know your thoughts. All right.